This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on Bent Notes is a musician and composer who has released two albums with three-piece collaborative trio Koi Kingdom, has been commissioned to write a number of works, as well as composing works in her own right, including a debut CD release of a beautiful work called Follow Me Through the Red Ash. That was back in 2017. Cheryl Drew and Pissicle has been named this year's Take Note Jazz Leader by the Melbourne International Jazz Festival. It is my pleasure to welcome back to Bent Notes and to wish a huge congratulations to Cheryl Duran Pissicle. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. A pleasure, Cheryl, indeed. I saw you conduct the Monash Art Ensemble at the Alexander Theatre last year. They were performing a work that you had composed. It was such a beautiful work to listen to, and it left me wishing there was more of it. It just finished too quickly. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that experience working with an ensemble consisting of such very talented musicians, some with significant professional experience uh, and others with uh, starting their journey out? Oh, it was incredible. It was, it was the best. Being able to write for musicians across different fields of study and trying to draw out this story, this concept that is very personal to me. You know, it's about my experience of being a woman within the industry and I think it was fully embraced by the ensemble, which was, yeah, it was just amazing. It was amazing to work with them and to be able to tell that story and utilize improvisers that, you know, some of them had had potentially never improvised before and to give them those opportunities just meant quite a lot to me. I suppose it, it would have taken you back to the times when you were doing likewise, just starting out and trying your, your, uh, your improvisation skills out. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a time ago, and I guess that's part of the story, right? Is um, is what it all, where it all began, and uh, you know, for me, I, I guess there were barriers that I hope don't exist anymore. And part of that was spoken about at the beginning of the piece that there is hope for hope for the future that young girls and young non non cis male people will not have to face the same barriers. When commencing a new work, such as that work with the MAE, where do you start? What's your inspiration for that piece of work? Is it always personal experience or is it something else? It's not always. Personal experience is a big, is a large impetus for me. I mean, you mentioned following me through the Red Ash, which was based on a narrative that I kind of just conceived. It was a, kind of like a fairy tale almost. I really like conceptual compositions, though. I like things that have some inherent meaning behind them. Mind you, I literally just today, I pre- um, a, pre- a piece was premiered that I wrote, uh, commissioned by the Inventi Ensemble. And that was, you know, I guess just written for the fun of it. I started by listening to the piece that they wanted me to partner it with and, and tried to think of just ways of complementing that as best as I could. So, yeah, it, it, I usually do start with a strong concept, but Sometimes I do just like letting the notes try and, try and fall out of my brain <laughs> as easily as possible. As the 2023 Take Note Jazz Leader, how do your composing skills fit into the role? 
Mm, yeah, so this is this is a big project and this is, you know, about as personal as it gets. I guess it's delving into a lot of my personal experiences from childhood all the way through, you know, early career, early to mid-career stages. I battled with a lot of loss, a lot of trauma and grief, a lot of death. I just needed, I feel like as a as a an artist, as a as a, a creator even. I, I hate to even think of myself as an artist. I'm like someone that makes things that I needed to make something that represented or or kind of delved into these spaces that have been really too hard to confront a lot of the time. And so that's basically been my mission for the last four years is to try and either gain the, the courage or the and and the support to be able to do this. Thankfully for Melbourne Jazz Festival and Take Note, they're actually, yeah, they're able to support me through this, which is just going to make sure that this composition and this, this, this work exists, which I really hope speaks to some people and, and speaks to, I, I guess, just the fragility of, you know, our lives and, and our experiences. You'll be performing that piece with a, a an ensemble as part of the Melbourne International Jazz Festival. I understand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's going. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> it's going to be the biggest thing I've ever written. Actually, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the the, the Monash Art Ensemble piece was huge, and that was I think like you know, fifteen or so musicians. It was a lot of musicians. This one's going to be twelve musicians, and you know, hopefully, fifty minutes of work that comes out of it. It'll include vocalists and some spoken word as well as a couple of string instruments so many textures available to me yeah it's 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 going to be big and I'm I'm pretty excited about it it's going to be huge but the take note jazz leader is more than just a commission to compose a new work it's got a much wider and in some respects more important aspect to it uh, how do you describe the importance of this take note jazz leader role that you've taken on this year when it comes to, to working through the activities with school students, etc. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I, teaching is a, is a big part of my life as well. You know, I was mentored through my early education by some incredible artists. And, you know, when I was going to see gigs and things like that, it, there weren't there were maybe two or three women that I could remember seeing, but particularly just one. It was probably, you know, for the most part, it was Andrea Keller that I would go go and see, and she'd be the one out of the 15 or so, you know, men on stage. So for, for me to be able to access a range of students at these formative years and to be able to talk to them and and hopefully inspire them and, and hopefully create spaces that are safe and inclusive for for everyone who exists within these um, these workshops, that's pretty much my goal in life as an educator is, is to be able to create those spaces and cultivate that feeling of belonging and security that you're not going to be judged or seen as any lesser because of who you are. So yeah, it's a, it's a really big part of, I guess, my practice generally and I'm really excited that I get to share that with lots of different schools through Take Notes. Are each of the workshops just a one-off activity or... Are you attending schools more than once? I think they're just one once off to each school. So there's, I think, I believe there are going to be eight schools, some metropolitan, some regional, and we'll attend them with some incredible musicians and, yeah, hopefully be able to 
impart some kind of wisdom, (laughs) whatever I've learned (laughs) over the years. And at the very least, you'll be offering a safe space for these music students who are just starting out, trying their their best to play a note, play a solo, play uh, an improvisation of some description, an opportunity within that safe space to do that without feeling as if everyone's going to laugh them down if, if it doesn't quite work out the way they'd like. That's right. And that's mostly about actually talking to the everyone in that, you know, it's, a, it's on everyone to be able to create that space. It's on everyone to accept people for where they're at and what their experiences are up until this day. The, the courage part is almost secondary to that. The, 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 the space needs to be created first. So that's, that's going to be the goal. Well, I think that Cheryl Durham Piscicle has an opportunity here to set that safe space up from the work that you've done and from the manner in which you deal with people. I think those safe spaces are going to be great opportunities for these students to, to ask the questions they want to ask, to, uh, to try out these things that they want to try out and, and have some success in boosting their confidence, being able to take that next step, courtesy of the Take Note Jazz Leader for 2023. I sure hope so. I really hope so. (laughs) (laughs) The Take Note initiative is supported by the Harry Keston Foundation, the Robert Saltzer Foundation, the Melbourne Conservatorium of Music, the University of Melbourne, the Monash University, Four Winds Concerts Incorporated and ABC Jazz. We have a number of educational institutions there and that tells me that they are keen to ensure that young students coming into their their boundaries uh, from the high schools and secondary colleges will have that, that sense of, of um, confidence in being able to move forward in that, uh, that area. Yeah, I sure hope so. Mm. I sure hope so. What are you looking forward to most about the, the year as a Take Note Jazz Leader? Is it the commission? Is it the working with the students? Or is there something else in there that's uh, also attractive? Oh, look, I, yeah, to be 100% truthful, I am, I am looking forward to this commission. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I've just completed a Master's of Teaching, so education is really... It's a big part of my practice, a big part of, you know, who I see myself as continuing the legacy of musicians. But this, yeah, you know, you said 2017 was my last album under my own name. And I'm very keen to create a large scale work that is, again, under my own name, that is representative of kind of the work that's happened over the last six years yeah it's been a, it's been a while it has been a while um, so yeah I you know I've been doing a lot of writing since then and I've been doing a lot of work and playing and, and hopefully a lot of growth so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to delving into the music and really digging digging my um, teeth uh, you know sinking my teeth into this material fantastic well it will be I'm sure a very uh, enjoyable night when uh, you take the stage in oh, it'll be October, won't it? Towards yeah. the end of the year to present this brand new work with a brand new ensemble. It will be amazing to hear. I am sure if uh, last year's presentation with the MAE was anything to go by. So thank you, Cheryl, for chatting tonight here on Bent Notes about the importance of your take note jazz leader role and the the thrill, obviously, of getting to one big commission. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and thanks for letting me talk about it. A pleasure indeed, Cheryl, and look forward to having you on the show at some stage as the year progresses as we get close to that commission coming to uh, to the stage. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much, David. Thanks, Cheryl. My guest on Bent Notes has been saxophonist and composer Cheryl Durampisical.
You're listening to Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.